Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. I couldn't be more excited to meet and have a conversation with Lek Chai Laird. She was born in Thailand in 1962, and when she was a child, her grandfather, a shaman or traditional healer, saved a young man's life. In return, he was given an elephant named Tong Ham. It means golden one. And an intense bond developed between Lek and Tong Cam, a relationship that shaped her life. After graduating from college, Lek became clearly aware of the plight of Asian elephants and in the 90s began a crusade to raise public awareness and also provide medical aid to the animals living in remote villages. In 2003, she established a permanent elephant refuge in northern Thailand. Today, Elephant Nature Park is home to 80 animals who roam freely during the day, live with family herds, and develop close relationships with each other. Lex's work has received international acclaim. In 2005, she was named Hero of Asia by Time magazine. Five years later, she was honored by Secretary of State Hillary Clinton as one of six women heroes of global conservation. Lex's endeavors have also been documented by National Geographic, the Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, CNN, and the BBC. And now the moving documentary, Love and Bananas, an Elephant Story, follows a team of rescuers led by Lek who embark on a dangerous mission to rescue Noi Na, a 70-year-old partially blind trekking elephant, and bring her 500 miles across Thailand to freedom. Love and Bananas also shows us that while African elephants are slaughtered for their ivory, the plight of Asian elephants is virtually ignored, even though they're the ones found in zoos and circuses. So let's meet this amazing woman. Lek, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Sandy, to have me here today. So let's go way back, okay? You're a child in Thailand, and your grandfather winds up with an elephant. What was that like? You know, Sunday, you have your own world and you have a dream. But when I meet with elephant, this is unbelievable. That is uh, experience. And I think this elephant is a big giant and scary. But when I have stay with them, I touch their heart and they touch my heart. They are very gentle, kind, and unbelievable about the love they paid back. And this is the experience about me and elephant, and I, I, I love them dearly. But you didn't really have any relationship with elephants until your grandfather was given one. How old were you when that happened? Only five years old. You're only yeah. five and years then, old. You know, and we saw the elephant pass our house all the time because they called Did you to live to in work. a remote area of Thailand? Yeah, I'm come from my background is I'm I'm a tribe one. I'm Kamu tribe, which is about five thousand population uh, in Thailand. So we are staying in the mountain where is we didn't have uh, any any road. We 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 don't have T V and we don't have uh, you know radio so wow. we just stay with the nature and, and animal is is the part of our life. So when I see the elephant and uh, have the chance, you know, to have the elephant in our family. This is the most beautiful thing. What was part of your life besides elephants? My grandfather is uh, the shaman, and also he the medicine man. He uh, collect the herb medicine to treat the people in the village. And so he and was obviously very well respected. People come from everywhere for him, and he treat them for free. Mm-hmm. And wake up early morning, he will go and collect the medicine. And he will found the animal on the trap. He will found many injured animals and he will take home to bring them to treat and return them to the wild. 
as a grandkid, he let me the part of that, and he called me a little doctor. So, so I'm, <laughs> I'm so proud of that. And this part, you know, uh, I'm very fortunate to have my grandfather to raise me with love, and and then he asked me that to go and help to treat them. And one day he bring me the gibbons, which is touch my heart. And with the policy, he said this gibbon he found uh, the baby gibbon in. What's a gibbon? Gibbon is like a monkey, a primate. Okay, and, and he brought one home for you. Yeah, this she injury, you know, she injury in 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 the hand. Uh-huh. So my grandfather brought her and asked her, asked me to help to heal her, and he grabbed a medicine for her. You live with your grandfather and your parents, correct? Were your parents as involved with this kind of work as your grandfather? My mother is the most who uh, involved with that to help my grandfather uh, to. You know, to work uh, to help with the people and mm-hmm. animals, mm-hmm. and we stay in the same compound as the as the tribal. We we have one big house with many of uh, grandkids and <laughs> and uh, family stay. So you had extended family. You lived with extended family. Yes. And yeah. how many brothers and sisters? Did we you? have seven. There was you. There uh, yeah. were seven children in your yeah. family. Yes. So it was your parents, your siblings, and your grandfather. Yeah, we have about ten in our family. But all of us that involved with the animals and when we young, and my grandfather is want me to help with the sick animals and with the condition that is, we cannot touch, we cannot take them to the to our bedroom. We have to go and treat, and when they uh, when they heal, we have to return them to the wild. So they stay with you while they're being treated. Yeah. That must have been amazing. Were you unusual in that sense, or were other families like yours? I'm so exciting to see the animal get, you know, uh, help, healthy, by, uh, help, mm-hmm. and then from they come from the bad condition, and to see them uh, develop and start to uh, get healed and send them back to the jungle. And this is, this is what I learned since I'm young. And then I, I start to go and think that this, this is the most beautiful to see them, you know, happy and return back and healthy. To their home. Yeah. So besides elephants and a monkey, who else moved in with you? Yeah, <laughs> what have, else moved I in have with chicken, you? I have chicken. I have dog. I have cat. I have all. Um, you know, my my family is allow me to have animal around me. You know. So I said in the introduction that when you left home to go to college, you initially started to work in the tourist industry, which I thought was kind of interesting based on what you're talking about now, that maybe you would have liked to have been a veterinarian. Yeah, I want to be a veterinarian, but I didn't have enough money to, to go for that. But first thing that is, I want to tell yeah. you uh, to you that is, why is my life have changed and, and the elephant that have changed my life not long come? Because that when I'm young, I just, uh, when I stay with that, I learned about how the elephant are gentle. And I see many of them are still have a uh, hard life. But this elephant have totally changed my life. You know, when I'm 16 years old, um, I dream like an all teenage. One day I dream I want to be a teacher, I want to be a doctor, I want mm-hmm. to be many things. And then I went to the jungle with the missionary for volunteer. And on one evening, I heard the screaming on the creek, you know. And then I just wonder what's going on, why screaming very loud. The headman said, elephant pulled a lock, you know, big giant uh, a wood uh-huh. lock. And when, when the headman take me there, I saw the skinny bull, very old, howling the big giant teak wood. Mm-hmm. And try to go take from the uh, from the creek to a steep hill, and every time that is he try to go and push his power to pull the the, the big wood almost the same side of him, 
He's screaming. That was his job to pull the, to the like pulling a wood in a wagon, kind yeah. of. And he was just too old and frail to do it. Yeah, but uh, Mahmoud don't satisfy. He tapped the knife on his head, and I saw the blood pour, pour down uh, to his cheek. And every time that he tried hard, he's screaming. And I was, I stand only three meters away from him. And when he's tried to go and put all energy together, he pulled a lock. And then he looked at me and screaming. You know, on that time, I received the vibration of his voice and right. his eyes. His yes. eyes look at me. I feel that energy of upset and his pain, right? Yeah, pain. And there was a connection between you and the animal. Yeah, fear, mm -hmm. hopeless, mm -hmm. and confused. Mm -hmm. And when I came back home, that eyes follow me. And that noise never left me. And, and then I think that is I have to do something mm -hmm. to, you know, to solution on that. And mm -hmm. that changed my life. Did you go to college in a city in Thailand? Yes. And so you left home? Yes, I left my home. Did you assume did, or did you know or want to go back home when you graduated? You know, because I come from the tribe and I see a lot of things in our village need help, mm. especially for human rights and women rights. Definitely that is my mother doesn't have education and many women doesn't have, have education. I want to go back home, you know, mm. to... My priority that to go back home and bring more women to study and start to raise awareness about women's rights. This is what is I first. Uh, so it was women's rights maybe before animal rights, yes, right? You, that, yeah. that, that was what you were you were thinking that you were going to do. Yes. How did you think you were going to do that? First is I see that it's so many women doesn't have right. You know, the woman for the, the tribe on just born to be a mother and work in the farm. And that's all to raise a kid. But many of them doesn't have much right and voice, mm. so no education. And I want them to be a better life. I grow up from that. So that is, I want to go to bring this thing up and have a woman to get a better better uh, right on that. So after I move in town and I start to study, but the more I learn, I see the animal more suffer. Mm, mm -hmm. And I just think that is... You couldn't get it out of your head. Yeah. You know, I, I it just kept following you. Yes. So how did you eventually get involved with all this conservation work? And your focus basically was not all kinds of animals, but basically the elephant. I get involved almost... Uh, Animal. Yeah. All animals? All animals suffer. <laughs> dog, cat, cow, buffalo, monkey, primate, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, all wild animal. That is any animal get abused or get no right and they will see me jump there. Mm. I, I will go and voice for them whatever I can. You know, I I, I no hesitate for that. But elephant is the one who need the most, especially in, in Thailand and Asia. You know, the elephant. They need the voice for them. You know, I think it's very interesting that I can't speak for everybody, but like I said in the introduction also, people just focus on the African elephant and the plight of the African elephant, how horrible that is. And we almost don't even know about elephants in Asia. How did you do this? You know, when we want to go to help the animal, the only way that is to get action. And I can't just only wait for tomorrow and... Asian elephants are in the line of fire. I'm glad that so many people talk about African elephant, but number of Asian elephants are decreased every, every month and every year. It's not just only for poaching ivory, but it's come from the industry. Many industries as logging, uh, street baking, elephant festival they use in the temple, uh, elephant uh, riding, elephant circus. This is 
all the reason that to make them extinction. And mm-hmm. so now you know they they hunting poacher the mother uh, elephant for the baby, and f- they get the baby for the industry, and also the skin of the elephant can sell in the market to make a jewelry for make a medicine. I work uh, on the part of many countries in Asia, and including Burma. So many wild elephant uh, get hunting, and just so far, you know, from 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 early of this year, we received eight baby elephant, and one baby elephant they found not far from her mother is about one and a half miles away from the mother, and she bad injury, and when they rescue her to the uh, center, not long after that she died. But I can see her eyes is the most horrible. And then the other one also, uh, they found her not far from the mother body, dead body, but they take all skin of the mother. They make the bracelets from from the skin, and when we take her to the uh, to the sanctuary, we can follow her behavior. She completely traumatized mm. from the nightmare, mm. and even she lie down, she couldn't sleep. She waking up, she screaming. Her eyes wide open and the eyeball come out. And every time when, when you know, when she find a man, the strange man walk to her, she she completely sway her head, and she not rest. She fear for everything. So, how hard was it for you to create this elephant nature park? Where did your money come from? How did you do this? Were you just one woman who was just you know driving everybody crazy to help you? How did you do this? I came from the poor family. I'm, I'm a tribon. You know, I, mm-hmm. I when I want to help elephant, I never, I never drop my my dream, and I know that it's very difficult. When I told my mother, I said I want to make the home for elephant. When I fa- first found that old bull elephant that get abused on the lock, my mother couldn't believe that is I I say this word. Even I go to study, I have to work and help myself for that. So I never drop my. I work hard for that. You know, and I have many friends that helping me on you know uh, for on my journey but the most person that is helped me to create the elephant park is the man named Bert von Romer he from Texas he bought the land for me and how did you meet him it's amazing i rescue elephant from many industry and i lease the land and one day i have a woman that is uh, her name is Jane Garrison she found me and she start to go on spread the word, and she's looking for someone to help me. And Bert von Romer started to uh, visit me only three days, and he came back, and he started to bought the land for us, you know, and uh, 50 acres from start, and uh, to rescue the first uh, nine elephant to the project. But today we have more than 80 in our project, and we sustainable by visitor and uh, grow up by that. And how many people do you work with? First, it was just you, right? And then how did you get other people to join your cause? First, that's me and volunteer. Mm-hmm. And after that, I start to, you know, I start to go and employ two or three people, start to work, and including all the elephant keepers. And for the first, we very suffer, to be honest, uh, be honest on that. We very, very suffer because it, to look after the big giant with a lot of food. We work hard, we plan Fought for elephant, and and try to keep it up, and we start the volunteer program. Did the government of Thailand help you in no, any way? No, government does nothing. Thailand, nothing. And even help. today, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, they don't help. No, no, even financial. So, how did you become 
international? How did your cause get out there? I never expect on this because it's for me. I just only focus to help elephant and then I, I want to voice for them. And I think friend or the visitor or the people who visit our project and they have followed me to the jungle, they have to follow my work and they start to help me to spread the word on that. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm staying in a small world and I, I have no way to access for the media. And this is from friends, from the word to spread from people that is who visit our uh, project on that. But your cause for the elephant goes beyond Thailand, correct? You have gone through other countries in Asia to do the same work. Now I work in Myanmar, Laos, uh, Cambodia, Myanmar, Laos, Cambodia, okay. Indonesia, uh-huh. and I work to help in uh, uh, Sri Lanka and also support in India. Where does your money come from? The money that is come from the visitor. We have the volunteer program that is we uh, open the volunteer uh, for the volunteer job. They come and help us to plant the food for elephant. They come and help us to clean the elephant dung. They come and help us to buy <laughs> elephant. To from all over the world? For, people come from all over the world? We have the people from all over the world. And then when they come, their financial, that is help to support our cause to keep us to carry on. But the most important that the voice of them, they carry out and then they start to uh, help us to spread the word. Spread and the word. They tell the story. Other, yes. Others, yeah. They go home and tell the story. Speaking of telling the story, how did Love and Bananas get started? Love and Banana, that is Ashley. She contacted me. and The director? Uh, director, yes. And she is beautiful. I have a friend of mine who worked for, uh, he have owned Cambodia Wildlife Sanctuary. And we want to rescue two elephants to the project. And then he contacted Ashley. Who is the director. And she was just taken with your work, I would assume, right? Yeah, she contacted me. And first of all, she said she planned to go to make a short documentary. But after she went to see our project there, and she said, no, like this is not a short, not this is a small, this is a big. And she decided to go back again. You know, she came to America to plan everything, wrap her luggage, and then take the full team to go and work there. The film follows one elephant in particular that you're looking to rescue, correct? The elephant is Noina. Noina is uh, the one who worked for the trekking camp, and she worked for many decades, and she very old, so skinny. It's unbelievable. But when I, let me interrupt you and say trekking camp. What exactly does that mean? Trekking camp is used for the elephant riding and show, serve it for the trekker who want to ride the elephant and enjoy for the exotic riding. Oh, in in the mountain area and in, yes. in, in a in a kind of a desolate area. So you come and they say you can ride the elephant. No, you you, you go right on the back in the basket and ride to uh, to the jungle. And so you heard about Noina. I heard uh, Noina about one of the lawyer, which is he said he want to go to rescue this elephant and donate to us, because he saw her that is unbelievable condition. She's so skinny and and old. So after I find out about Noina, and I know that it's for seven decades that she worked to save uh, to serve for human. She's so skinny and she needs home. So we managed that. I contact Ashley. I said, Ashley, this is the elephant that I will go and rescue. You want to follow my journey? Mm. And then she followed us. And she almost died during the, the journey because because of her heat stroke and she's so skinny. And we have the vet team with us, lucky for that. You know, we, we saved her. She's still alive and un- unbelievable. 
she become a younger, you know, like her behave. <laughs> she had a second life, a new lease on life. Yes. Knowing nothing about elephants, it seems to me that if you're an elephant and you're 70, that's really old. I mean, how long do elephants live on average? Elephants live like a human. If there's, They can stay longer, like a 90s or 100. Really? Yeah, some of them stay about 50, 40 if they are stay in the bad condition. But for many elephants that who stay, like I work for the people, six, seven decades, some of them lost, lost both eyes, mm. but they still carry for the tourists. And many of them arrive at our project, they hardly chewing the, the green grass. They have nothing left, you know, for their life. They stand like a zombie. Mm. We rescue more than 80 elephants to the project. And when they arrive, it's more than 80% of them came to our project with a huge mental problem. How successful have you been in expanding the elephant population? It's very difficult. In our project, we're not breeding not elephant. Breeding. We only rescue. And we, we, we don't agree with breeding, but uh, I'd rather to see them grow population in the wild, not, not use a breeding program because that is so cruel because they have no choice for them you know, to go and to select their own partner. Or, right. Yeah, and... and and just only let them be elephant, just only be them freedom. So in the that jungle. they can live peacefully. How do you hear about the plight of the elephants in your country? How is it that you do what you do? When we know about elephant that we need to rescue, we have like a 200 elephant on the waiting list. From all countries? Yeah, from all around. And uh, we are going to rescue uh, two more from Laos, you know, to stay in Laos. And we opened a sanctuary in Laos. But in Thailand, you know, normally we get the source from the people that who love animals when they found the elephant uh, suffer. Some of them both eyes blind, some of them old, some of them pregnant, some of the baby elephant still forced to work. And so we, we get a lot of information from people. Then we send our inspector to go and view and we will rescue the worst because we want our project to be the last home for elephant. Mm. So how many people work with you? At the moment, we in a diff, different project, we have over 500 people. Work, 500? Yeah, work with us. But we hire the local community work with us. Uh, mainly, that is, they work in different uh, different jobs, like a plant the food for elephant. They work for the education part. You know, we, we have a lot of people that involved for many things. This is including the volunteer as well, not our employee. Obviously, your story gets out there, as I said. You've been covered by Animal Planet and CNN and National Geographic and now this movie. And how wonderful in terms of being acknowledged by Hillary Clinton that you were named one of six women heroes of global conservation and also Hero of Asia by Time magazine. Did you ever think that when you were growing up in your remote village that this would be happening to you? Never. And I never, never expect, and even I never expect to be here with you, oh. to be honest. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I came from the jungle and very, very remote area, which is, doesn't exist in, in any map, you know, and people will never know that. And I wish my mother here today because my mother passed away. And I just couldn't believe that is I be here in New York, you know. It's unbelievable. Does your family still live? Do your siblings still live where you grew up? Yeah. And yeah. where's your base of operation? My base operation is in Chiang Mai, Thailand, in the northern Thailand. And that's also a remote area? Or? Yes, yes, uh -huh. we still, I love the remote area <laughs> because uh -huh. where is the animal can, can be, that environment, you know, and... 
Yeah, I stay in northern Thailand, still in the forest there. Do you have a family? Uh, yes, I have. I'm, I marry with uh, the beautiful man from uh, Canada named Derek Thompson, and he works so hard. He, he is a vegan animal, right? He loves animal. Uh, well, he'd like have me. to, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> And so he, he is part of your cause. We have over 600 dogs. We have cat. Did you just say 600 yes, dogs? Yes, we, we rescued a dog from the street, uh, uh, from the uh, puppy mill. We rescued from, uh, uh-huh. rescue from the dog meat trade. Where is the dog? Did you just say dog meat yeah, trade? Yeah, the market that they kill the dog. We have rescued. Do humans eat dog meat? Yes, the market there is over 2,000 to be rescued and we home them. And we rescue the dog from the disaster. Wherever they have a disaster flood or landslide, they will see us there. You know, me and my husband will be there to help them. We have horse, we have bear, we have monkey. We have over 300 wild boar that we rescue from... Did you just say wild boar? Yeah, we, we have the land which is we expand that we have uh, a couple hundred of cow buffalo we rescue from slaughterhouse as me and my husband, we are the vegan. So we rescue all kind of animals <laughs> at, at our our home, you know, and and we have in the project, which is all the animals come to our gate. We never say no to them. You never say no to yeah. them. You never and, turn an animal away. And the fund is is come from the visitor that who help us to who come sustain. to your to your refuge where you yes. yes. Could you give me a number as to how many animals either you've rescued or who have lived with you over the course of all these years? Do you have any idea? We have over two thousand animals, and along in my my home, uh-huh. we have thirty dogs that is in a, in my bedroom. This is <laughs> this is, uh, and all of them are blind, uh, handicapped, lame, and this is the worst one we stay with us. Uh-huh. And but the one who stay in uh, the sanctuary, we we rehome them. And I was going to ask, once they get healthy, do you send them back out into the wild? No, uh, for the dog and cat, we, we find a home for them. We have many p- people from America that adopt them and we bring them to, to, the, uh, to the new home and we can be able to rescue more uh, animals to our project because so many suffer animals in the street. And yeah. so we, we're looking for the new home for them. And for the wild animal, yes, we return them to the wild and beautiful. When, when they are rehab, we make a beautiful you know, facility for them. And we still look after them uh, for the first like a five or ten years. We, mm-hmm. we still uh, help and assist them. Like a monkey, we rescue at Cambodia Wildlife Sanctuary. We have like a 25,000 acre of uh, of the facility in there that you started that is uh, David Casaman that found the land for for us and then we released many monkey and many little tiger there you know and Isn't and bear and, and animal that is but we when we take them we help to rehab them and make them uh, heal and then we have a program to release them we have a, a forest ranger to protect them there so like how can people find out about your organization. How can they read about you or contact you? They can uh, uh, log on uh, worldwide web saveelephant.org. So that's www.saveelephant.org. And so you're known around the world. Yeah, I, you know, I never expect that, but uh, I, I do everything from my heart and I just Never expect that is uh, I will be until today, and you know every day that is I get a reward from my animals. Well, that's when, clear. When I have 
visit when I see the elephant visit I rescue from the supper mm. they arrive like a zombie but then one day when I see them rolling down the mud trumpeting uh, swimming and you know, smack their trunk on the river and trumpeting very loud it makes me tear because that is the big reward for me and I see that reward every day you know, they, that wonderful? they pay it back to me and I believe one thing you know, so many people abuse animal and people use animal for entertainment and when they're traumatized or when they become a crazy, I think that it's like an elephant. I believe that they're belonging to the herd. We have no right to take them away from the family. Elephants, they like a social life. The, when we rescue them, we introduce them to, to have a family. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. They, they become a strong bond. They love each other. They join the trunk and they be a group. And they heal, you know, some of the mother elephant who, you know, pregnant and then when they start to uh, pregnant and then give birth 22 months they carry the baby and after they give birth one year after that the people take away their baby and so to circus and to entertainment and this mother pregnant over and over and then the baby have take away yeah, from them again yeah. and again they never have a, they never experience to to raise their kid and their life has suffered because after that they sent to go riding circus to do pull the lock work hard until they you know like a seventy years old they can't work anymore their body their body cracked shutting down yeah they yeah. sent to us and then we decided to introduce them to have the family to see them to come back to have friends and family again it's unbelievable to see them heal and heal from the traumatized to see to be able to experience their, enjoy their life. And I rescued one elephant, which is she 85 years old. You rescued her? She was 85? Yeah. She okay. have no, no teeth, teeth left. No teeth. She have nothing to showing. We have to make banana ball for her. Come from so skinny. But her mental is unbelievable. She stands like a zombie. She doesn't know herself, the elephant. We introduced her to know uh, other friends. But you know, to see her, the history... Every elephant will come with the identical uh, ID uh, card. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, they uh-huh. have a history. I read that she has more than 20 owners, which is she sells from locking business to the circus, to elephant riding, to street baking, take her to the festival from east to west, north to south of, of the, the region. Over 20 owners, you imagine how many hands touch on her yeah, sure. and how many people abuse her. So when she arrived with us, and I can see that the way that she stands like a zombie, she don't want to move, she walks, circle, and speak by herself. And for me, this is very, very heavy heart, and I want to heal her, introduce her to know the family and to have a new friend. It takes time. Some of the elephants will take one year. Some elephants will take 10 years. Wow. They don't accept easily. Right. They're traumatized from them. Some of them hold a bad history in their mind, but many of them are healing very quick. But to see them swimming, happy, trumpeting, run with the friend, become the herd again, kickling with the other herd is unbelievable. And and There's this, your reward. Yeah, this is my reward to see that. But I just want people to understand that, you know, why we expect to use this animal to be entertained ourselves when they are suffer? Is it too hard to sometimes fight with the government? It's very difficult when we have stay in the country. That is sometimes is the animal rights still not exist. Right, so it's right. Dif- difficult and yes, absolutely. But it's always you know I can 
It's not going to stop you. No, no. no. If, if I give up, then I, do, I have no hope on that. I hear you. What a great way to end. I stand in awe of the work of Lech Chai Laird. The world needs more of you. Thank you for what you do. And thank you for sharing your story with us and exposing us to all of that. It has just been wonderful to meet and get to know you. Thank you so much, Sandy, to allow me to voice for Elephant today. And, and I'm so gratitude for your invite me to be here. It is totally my pleasure. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you very much. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein.